Steve. I'm Erica. And, and we're, we're the, the Horror, Horror Hippies. Hippies. <laughs> so the Horror Hippies, our new podcast, this is our first episode. Welcome to the party. Yeah, we've been recording episodes for a while, um, but this is the first one we're posting. We really love talking about movies and watching movies and Steve's really funny. Specifically so. <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> exactly. And now, I do want to specify this isn't <laughs> horror hippie movies. These aren't all yeah, yeah, yeah. movies starring hippies. These aren't all like stoner movies or psychedelic <laughs> movies. No, no, no. We're the horror hippies. Yeah. And it's horror like H-O-R-R-O-R. Uh, yeah. Not- horror. <laughs> I've made like. that mistake. I've, I've been called that a few times in my life. <laughs> but horror. I think our overall goal with this podcast is we want to talk about stuff because we love movies. We just want to discuss yeah. them. But uh, I also want to approach things from a more positive yeah. viewpoint. I think there's so much negativity. There's so much snark yeah. online. People always have to feel like they have to berate people and and just the other day one of my filmmaking friends someone tagged her on twitter make you know saying her movie wasn't good and she made a bad movie and it's like what are you doing and why are you doing this kind of evokes that i like peace and love and yeah we are kind of hippies i guess like we go to music festivals i'm high right now (laughs) he's joking but um yeah We also love horror movies, and that was, like, one of the first things that connected us when we met, which yeah. I think is really cute. Like, I actually, uh, <laughs> when she met me at a bar, I was wearing a Texas Chainsaw Massacre yep. shirt, and we we live in Austin. We've yep. gone to locations from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So we talked about that, and I was really struggling to find a guy. I was, like, on all the dating apps and stuff that liked horror movies, and I just thought that was kind of strange because, like, yes, they're scary, but... That's so fun. I love the adrenaline rush and just the ability to like feel that feeling and go to those places, yeah. but you're in the safe theater and nothing can actually hurt you. <laughs> That's what hooked me when I was a kid and I was four years old at the drive-in. <laughs> I saw arachnophobia. It's my first memory uh, uh, of life. Well, and we'll watch that movie. We, you'll never, she'll never watch it ever. She'll never know what inspired me. But terrified of spiders. That's uh, it. That's what burned into my brain was the feeling of I'm scared, but I'm safe. Yeah, and I'm having like fun. It's a roller coaster, yeah. and and then the fact that you can do anything with the horror movie. Yeah. It's the most versatile genre. It's the most overall successful genre. It's always just Insidious. <laughs> the new Insidious just opened and knocked Indiana Jones off the top spot in, in its second That's week. Crazy, yeah. People love horror. Uh, Skinnamarink earlier this year had a budget of like $15,000 and made over $2 million at the box office. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we love horror. You can do anything with it. Oh, and, and you also make horror movies. Yeah. You know, I... I, I <laughs> Excuse me, I am a actor, writer, director, whatever, yada, nonsense. <laughs> yada, yada. Uh, I've, I've worked on a um, decent amount of films, and hopefully uh, we'll have some more news to share about some of our own projects coming up. Yeah. Um, and But, uh, yeah, so hopefully you're getting both sides. You're getting Erica as a fan. Yeah. You're getting me as someone who's been in the industry. And I, I'm probably going to approach things from more of like a screenwriter's perspective. Um, And I'm just like someone who likes to be entertained. (laughs) Yeah. I also also do makeup so I can... And tie-dye. That kind of stuff. And And tie-dye makeup. (laughs) I love to do like special effects. I love, you know, seeing great special effects and makeup and stuff. Oh, which 
Perfect and, segue, by the way. Yeah. So if you're talking about amazing effects, uh, what did we see? Today, uh, we're talking about Talk to Me. <laughs> talk to me about Probably Talk to Me. have seen the trailer because it's everywhere. It's a great trailer. But, um, it's an A24 yeah. film. Uh, twin brother directors from Australia, yeah. Danny and Michael Philippow. And starring um, Sophia Wilde and Joe Bird. And, and you're going to be hearing a lot about Sophia Wilde in yeah. the coming months because she's about to blow up bigger than Oppenheimer's yeah. bomb, which <laughs> is when this movie comes out, July 28th, yeah. the same day as Barbenheimer. We saw an early screening, though. It's July 14th. We saw it like a couple of yeah. days ago. And I'm really glad we saw an early screening because... Yeah, I'm ready to get the hype going for this movie. <laughs> yeah, well, not too much. Don't oh, don't overhype. Yeah, I, yeah, as yeah. someone who saw Paranormal Activity before that it came out wide, like you had hyped. to request it. Yeah. It's that you had to demand it to come to your city. And yeah. so I saw a really early screening of that, <laughs> and I loved it. Loved yeah. Paranormal Activity. Thought it was terrifying. But by the time it came out, it had been so yeah. hyped that everyone was like, "You, I think you weren't you." disappointed i know i was like it's supposed to be the scariest movie but it's not so yeah just go in with like forget everything we just said <laughs> but listen basically to don't show, listen but... to our review just uh delete this file entirely yeah. but just like pretend like oh this could be like the worst movie ever and then you'll be pleasantly surprised <laughs> but uh yeah it's really exciting because this is the first feature film uh, of these brothers and they were youtubers they started about nine years ago sure. and um it's like I have a little experience with that. I worked on Shelby Oaks, which is Chris Stuckman's first feature film coming out later this year. Yeah. Um, and so I love, love, love that these YouTubers who have been working and working for years are finally getting the, these big chances. So I'm really excited for this, really excited for them. Yeah. Uh, let's, you know, see what they do next and. Listen to our review. You know, hold my hand and talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> so, Erica, talk to me about talk to me. <laughs> about talk to me. This, uh, I feel, so this year, um, I've shown you a few kind of under the radar, like smaller independent horror movies. Um, yeah. Notably, Skin of Marink and The Outwaters. Outwaters. Um, mm. And that was like, I know <laughs> you are kind of used to more like, mainstream or more polished products mm -hmm. um and those were both very gritty and raw and yeah. like you know super low budget um and this is one that as soon as we saw the trailer yeah we both were just like hooked immediately i would get scared in the theater seeing just the trailer because the way they you know the music and it's like drags you straight into hell and like all this stuff <laughs> yeah like, ah. the little sound effect like the huh yeah, huh, yeah. Huh. kind of reminded me of a yeah. uh, hereditary a little yeah. with like the click clicking <laughs> um and every time we saw the trailer super effective we yeah. were getting hyped for this and i think um i think it appealed to you more because it it is more polished it's still yeah. like a low budget horror movie but it definitely had like so the the directors are twin brothers Danny and Michael Philippow. Um, they had a, a YouTube channel. Yeah, uh, they started I think like nine years ago, Raka Raka, and I remember seeing one of their earliest videos. It was like a Harry Potter versus Star Wars sort of fight video, and it, it was immediately clear yeah. that these guys had talent. I mean, they were just shooting stuff in their house with their friends. 
And this was beyond what, nice. you know. Oops. Hey. Hey, it's a, <laughs> it's time to film the podcast. Yeah. There's a little alarm for you. That kind of spooked me a little, a little jump scare. But it was so clear that they had talent and that they could do so much with so little. And it's actually astounding. It, it shows you how difficult it is to get a movie made. Yeah. That these guys were out there. They have over 2 billion views online. Wow, that's crazy. Over 2 billion views. And still it took them nine years to get a movie out. Yeah. That's nuts. Like, what are we doing, people? <laughs> like, they, sh- they should have nine movies by now. Yeah. Um, well, it definitely lived up to the hype, I feel like. And, I mean, I did try to set my expectations low because I've learned that doing that is, like, the best way to enjoy a movie. And I don't like to be disappointed. But... Yeah, it had everything I love about horror. It was pretty gory and brutal, but, like, exciting. The pacing was really well done. The acting was incredible. I like that we got to see an early screening because we got to see also, like, the directors talk about the movie a little bit before and after um, on video. Like, they weren't actually... Very casually Where dressed we <laughs> for a for a, a giant premiere of yeah. <laughs> their movie for thousands of people watching. But that was really interesting, and I I thought it was really cool how they said that they were really banking on the actress Sophie something Sophie I don't know, <laughs> but they said that they lost a million dollars from the budget by making that choice. Like they took that from them. And then, obviously, it was really worth it because I don't think it would have been as good of a movie. I mean, the entire movie, the entire movie hinges on her performance. And I think, (laughs) you know, artists, you'd like to think that if you're in a situation, you're going to take the art, like the high road of like artist integrity. And I want the best for the movie. But are you willing to sacrifice a million dollars of your budget? That's a lot. Um, (laughs) And... I think some of the issues that they ran into trying to get this made were these Hollywood studios mm-hmm. wanting to, them to make it more mainstream and stand yeah. off the edges, which executives are so dumb. I, I can't believe, like, I don't want to get it too in, into, like, the writer strike and the actor strike, uh, but, like, yeah. <laughs> it's all the problems of the CEOs and executives. Yeah. And it's, like, people want weird interesting things Mm. and this movie's best parts are it's weird interesting things the fact that it's in australia with australian actors and there's a kangaroo in it (laughs) yes so that i was gonna highlight there are a few tropes in this movie but um i always look at things from a screenwriting perspective and how can you freshen up a trope and make it different put your own unique twist on it and that's an example of we've seen a million times in horror movies from uh, get out to the invitation to uh, Texas Chainsaw Three Leatherface, where the characters. Kangaroos. What's that? <laughs> Kangaroos. <laughs> no, exactly. But that's my point. Is we've seen the oh the main characters driving in the car. There's a animal on the side of the road. Do they kill it or not? And wow. we've seen that a million times. If it's a deer or an armadillo, but here it's a kangaroo. And and the fact that it's a kangaroo <laughs> makes it weird and interesting, and makes it so specific. Australia. To Australia. Yeah. Exactly. It's specific to the movie. Yeah. Um, and they do little things like that throughout. And there's a few sequences. We don't want to ruin anything too extreme here. But there's a couple sequences that are 
really funny, but yeah. it's scary at the same time. Yeah. And those are exactly the things I know Hollywood studios were like, well, you got to get rid of that because yeah. that's weird and people aren't going to know whether to laugh or be scared. Yeah. Like they have such a hard tra- time wrapping their heads around horror comedies because they want it to be one or the other. Yeah. But that's what I thought that, and the directors talked about that too, that that was their goal was to really blend a lot of genres together. And it did feel like so many things. I mean, there was the horror, obviously, and then there was a lot of comedy, which I was really surprised it didn't take me out of the fear. It like gave me moments to breathe. Um, but then it also had a lot of really good drama. I feel like the characters yeah. were a really unique dynamic in that, like, you know, we've seen the family, we've seen brother and sister, but this main character is kind of like an outsider that was taken in by this family. So she's not related to the other main characters, the brother and the girl her age, that's her best friend. So it like creates a really interesting dynamic because you don't really know what she's going to do in relation to these other characters. She's yeah. not their family. And, and that's really a fresh, close, but yeah, like makes it unpredictable. We've, we've seen, you know, parents and their children. Yeah. We've seen best friends, but to have like a, a best friend integrated into someone else's family, like yeah. it's just a fresh approach. Where she's interacting with the younger if, brother a lot. Like where else yeah. did you have that dynamic, like a young boy interacting with a, older teenage girl and it's like well and like brings that in and it it's really um fun to see also this dynamic of like the peer pressure and it made me think a lot of like what kids do these days with like there was a whole Tide Pod trend where kids were like eating Tide Pods and like doing stupid things. Yeah. Cause it's like, that's what kids do. TikTok challenges. And yeah. And some of these things are really dangerous. And this movie shows, you know, the dark and, side of that. And that's what feels fresh is I believe the, the directors are 30, but okay. they've been doing this since they were kids. Yeah. And they really have a pulse or like their finger on the pulse of Gen Z. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, like modern teens. Yeah. It never once to me registered as like inauthentic or yeah. false or like an older person trying to be young and hip, yeah. which that happens a lot. It's I've really hard. a lot of that, to I get, feel like. <laughs> but they nail it. This is such a perfect movie yeah. for like high school and college kids right now. Um, and it gives you perspective into their life. I mean, it's, I think it is hard to relate because they grew up, they've grown up with such a different, um, you know, environment, especially with technology and yeah. all these, you know, videos and TikToks and everything. And it's just really well done in that regard, I think. And like to, to put a fresh spin on a possession genre, which has been done to death and <laughs> everyone tries to copy like things like The Exorcist and, yeah. and they mentioned in their Q&A, like The Exorcist, they've mentioned The Return and Memories of Murder. Yeah. And there's definitely like, as with most first time horror filmmakers, there's all sorts of influences I, mm-hmm. I saw here, uh, from Jacob's Ladder to there's a quick sequence that reminded me of Event Horizon. Um, I think we were talking about, uh, you know, kind of building a lore and having, um, something like The Ring, mm-hmm. It Follows, or I was thinking most recently of Smile, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. You're really kind of building Smile. up this concept of like, 
what is this thing? What's going on? And there's mm-hmm. rules that you mm-hmm. follow. And, and if you break those rules, certain things happen. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it felt really fresh and it had like, to me, it felt like smile meets evil dead rise where yeah. it had like horror and comedy and it's, but it's mostly serious. Like there's, it definitely has kind of a vibe of like hereditary mm-hmm. or the Babadook, which funnily enough, the, the brothers worked on the Babadook. Oh, really? And the studio that made that, that movie may talk to me. Yeah, it felt very similar, but it had that humor, which, I don't know, like, I was terrified, but I kind of walked away from the movie with, like, a like a fun, like, I just saw a really fun movie. Like, which... <laughs> it didn't have that really depressing, like, Babadook is, like... So depressing and upsetting. That has a light end. Like, that has a hopeful ending. Hopeful, but... I don't want to say too much about Talk To Me's ending. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's funny because felt... Talk To Me is really dark and bleak <laughs> at points. <laughs> and for you to come out... But that's that shows that all of their, their decade making YouTube shorts yeah. paid off. They learned yeah. how to balance tone. and yeah. And, like... If you watch their shorts, they're so kinetic and high mm-hmm. energy and fast moving and the camera's always whipping around and stuff. Mm-hmm. They do not do that here outside of like specific moments. They know mm-hmm. when to do that. Yeah. And so much of this movie, I think it's, I don't, I hate to use the word slower. It's more, uh, it's more like deliberate in its pacing than I yeah. think a lot of people are expecting. I wouldn't call it slow at all because I, I mean, I was on the edge of my seat. I feel like yeah. Movie it felt and- like A24. Uh, meets Blumhouse, like somewhere <laughs> somewhere in the middle yeah, of that. Yeah, for sure. Because a lot of A24 movies are very slow. Not to say that's bad. Yeah. But yeah, this felt like a, a slow intensity. Yeah. And yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I was surprised by um, how much I felt like I related to the characters. Like, yeah. I think they really took you into a headspace of like, you know, your darkest moments or your darkest thoughts or like what that's, you know, they touched on grief and that's a big one. The past five years of horror. Yeah. Grief and generational trauma. But yeah, I mean, like I really felt like, like in that headspace of the main character and it was a scary place to be. And I think that's why it's so scary because they really take you there and you're like, Oh, like what would I do in this situation? And yeah, to see a possession movie that I don't typically get scared by possession movies, like ghosts and possessions don't really scare me that much because I just don't like, I know that that's not, yeah, (laughs) real i mean i don't believe Wait, that do that's mean? real in that way like i've watched nine seasons of ghost <laughs> I'm hunters sure. <laughs> i'm pretty sure they're gonna capture I mean, I think something, something real soon supernatural but i don't think it happens like that obviously and i feel like most possession movies don't go to like a bloody gory level as much like you see a lot of like Oh, like walking on the walls and like heads cranking well, back. And where like you get into the tropes. And, Everyone's yeah. just repeating and yeah. remixing what they saw on The Exorcist. And yeah. it's so hard to find boring. a fresh voice. And that's like, ultimately, that's what I think to take away from this movie is mm-hmm. they took a premise yeah. and something that could easily have been cliched. Mm-hmm. It could have been a truth or dare. It could have been... Yeah. 
just like your run of the mill standard schlock, right? Mm -hmm. And they, because of the way they approached it Mm -hmm. and their unique vision, completely came out the other end with something that was like, wow. Yeah. You know, like, It, it all it's all depends on, on the execution. You know, yeah. you can take some of the best movies of all time. If you just write the plot down on paper or tell someone the synopsis, it sounds generic and boring. Yeah. But it's like they took something that could have been that and made it something else. And I, I, I love that there's still potential like for sequels because mm-hmm. I didn't fully understand yeah. the hand and yeah. some Kinda of vague. Come a few of the kind of maybe rules are a little or little vague, mm-hmm. not in a bad way, in a way of like, when I want to, I, I want to know, know a little more. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's definitely material there. Yeah. Um, they're definitely going to be around for a while. I, I've yeah. heard, I thought, I think they're getting the Street Fighter movie, which actually is perfect okay. for them with their kinetic YouTube action y style. Yeah. Um, but I so, just thought, yeah, it was so brilliant to take. The idea of possession, which usually only affects one character, one character is possessed in any other movie, yeah. possession movie I've ever seen. But this was taking it like, like so rapidly to so many people, and you get to see that experience from all these different kids. And I, I don't think that's and also you can tell that from the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun to well just... in most possession movies, the person who gets possessed is an unwilling. Participant. Yeah. And this one, they're, like, they're yeah, choosing <laughs> to be possessed, which is a brilliant choice. And yeah. also, um, it really acts as a metaphor for like drug use, Drugs which is, or, it's pretty yeah. obvious in the movie Drugs the way they, dangerous. it's like they're taking a big hit. Yeah. Um, and the camera moves back and they're like, <gasps> yeah. Um, and so that's definitely a drug metaphor, which is great. Like anything, anytime a movie can offer a little extra depth yeah. or act as a metaphor, like, yeah. you know, just chef's kiss. That's just the, the bloody cherry on top. It reminds me of something I heard about a long time ago that kids were doing was like, I think my mom probably told me about it. I don't know if it's true, but like sniffing cat pee. No, (laughs) but it was like pharma parties where they would like take a bowl and everyone would like put random pills in it. That sounds like an urban legend. Parents medicine cabinets or something. And they're just like taking some pills out of it and everyone take whatever. I mean, maybe it wasn't true, but yeah. I've heard of key parties. I'm sure kids would do stuff like that. I've never been invited. I want to go. What's a key party? That's for next episode. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. Um, n- definitely, definitely recommend. I don't want to hype it up too much because yeah. that w- that's what happens. People get way too overhyped on this is going to be the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Just go in expecting uh, a drama yeah. uh, with some scary parts. Like a fun teen drop. <laughs> and, um, like, they're... But get ready. It's pretty They're going to, like, um, they're going to show you some stuff, and the effects are yeah. practical and very good. Good. Very good the effects. The effects are um, jarring. There's a few things, images in here that will ah. stick in your brain. And I love that <laughs> where there's been such an over-reliance on jump scares the past yeah. 10 years, things like The Conjuring, which I, I love that franchise, but uh, a lot of people... A lot of movies don't understand how it, to use a jump scare effectively, and also yeah. you have to you have to mix up the kind yeah. of scares, right? Yeah. And this movie, here's how I know this movie worked for me because of the fucking dread that I felt. <laughs> it's so hard to get dread right because it's a slow building thing of yeah. oh, uh, and like 
it's 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 hard to nail that like i yeah. we talked about the ring that was one of my first movies i remember just feeling icky and yeah. feeling like oh they got me and this movie the yeah. whole time i was like oh yeah. gosh oh god what's gonna happen <laughs> which is the best yeah. recommendation for something like this so same i mean one thing that i always do when the movie is like getting me with the scares is I'll like close my eyes and like or I'll open my eyes but I'll put my hand in front of my face like just enough so I can like put my hand in front of my eyes if it gets too scary oh no (laughs) and I was doing that for like a long time in this movie just like holding my hand right there just in case (laughs) wait but did you look down and you were actually holding an an embalmed hand There's a lot of hand metaphors. Yeah, pay attention to all the hands. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely, definitely recommend it. And uh, we're looking forward to what they do next. And we'll probably film a spoiler episode in a couple weeks once it's actually out. Yeah. But yeah. You can get to one of the, Are they still doing the early I think there's a. I think there are some more coming yeah, up. Yeah, try to get to an early one because get that yeah. hype going. <laughs> I hope this movie does really well. I yeah, it's well. coming out on Barbenheimer weekend oh, Barbie. Barbie, yeah <laughs> go see barbie oppenheimer and then this movie and you Which get like we're a doing. slow descent into <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> which we are seeing oppenheimer in 70 millimeter imax yeah i'm excited about that. There almost, there's only 30 theaters playing that the print is 11 miles long it's crazy <laughs> and i really want to see barbie too <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna blow our minds <sighs> well until next time uh rest, rest in peace bro no, that's and, and rest in peace, bro. And love. <laughs> Are you trying to be now? You want to be a TikTok? No, no, that's like, high schooler. That's like groovy, like. Bro. Oh my god, no. groovy! I guess bro, it's very groovy. Well, until next time. Rest re- in peace and love. And lo- <laughs> it's supposed to be like a back and forth. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah.